Today's daf is daf pei beis. We are holding at the wide lines, the bottom of pei aleph amid beis. The Gemara listed that there were ten enactments instituted by Yeshua when they divided up the land of Israel, and uh, this was a condition. There was a conditional use agreement that if you get land, this is the agreements. It listed ten of them. Sigmar now questions the Torah, what it implies, the Bryson says there's only ten, it implies there are only ten, but we find that there were, there were more than ten. But Suleika, says Sigmar, are there, are there no more? Says Sigmar, what about the fact, uh, there's a, what about the enactment that Rabbi Yehuda was reported as, 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 in the name, uh, in the name of Yeshua. Tisanya of Yehuda Oimer. Beshat Hitzas Volim. We had this before. That at the time when they would take out the, uh, the refuse, the excrement, they wanted to turn it into fertilizer because they needed to fertilize their fields. So they would take out this zevel. So Adam Moti Zevel Ola Roshus Harabim, take it into the public domain. But Sovro and would pile it there, Koshloshim Yoshim, for 30 days. Kadeshi and Nishu Viragla Adam Ragla Behema. So it was trampled by human and animal feet. And that, then it turned into fertilizer, and he would go back and he would gather it in and use it as fertilizer. Even though this was an impediment to a certain extent to the Rishusarabim, but that was an agreement. This was conditional of the dividing up the Nachla of, of Eretz Yisrael. Everybody agreed that this would be permitted behavior. You're allowed to do this. So why isn't this listed in the Brisa as one of the Takonis? Another one was added by Rabbi Yishmol, the son of Yochum Beroika, the son of Yishmol, the son of Yochum Beroika, Eimer. Tonight, based in one of the conditions of based in who she is, Zay Yorid Lasok Stechavero, the coat is Soho Shel Chavero, Lahatil Nechil Shelo. If you are a beekeeper and you have your, your swarm of bees, and if they. Uh, went and swarmed and went into your neighbor's field. Now they're swarming around his uh, b- branch that belongs to him. So you're not going to be able to remove them without removing the branch. So they made a takana that you can go in, even without permission. You're the sokstecha there. You can go into your neighbor's field. The coat is soho and you can cut down the branch that has the swarm of bees around it. And, uh, to save your bees. To save his swarm. The only thing is, you don't have to ask permission, but you do have to pay for it. Right? The Tanai based in, and the third condition of based in was, If you see your friend who's carrying honey, which is more valuable than the wine that you are carrying, and you see that his barrel gets a crack, and he's about to lose the, or the, the, the uh, honey, you can pour out your wine and save into your barrel his honey. And you can demand that whatever the value, it's a smaller portion of the, of the wine that was lost, you can demand payment for that value out of the honey. But Tanai based in another condition of based in was she yezemifarek as eitzav. The person is got on his on his donkey has got his wood and he sees that his friend's donkey has collapsed and it's carrying pishtan. Pishtan is flax and flax is much more valuable than wood. That you can unload your 
you should unload your wood and help uh, preserve the flax because his, his donkey, let's say, died and it's going to get lost or stolen. Load up the flax and then you can help him transport it to wherever it needs to go and you can demand payment of the value of the wood and the time from the value of the uh, of the flax the turn pishtanash and you can carry uh, help carry the the, the the flax of your friend but notled may of and then you collect the value of the wood from the value of the pishtan of the uh, of the flax and the, and the bryce it seems to be a bryce so we'll assume it's a bryce right now concludes that all of these enactments of Basdin were actually takonas enactments that were enacted by Yeshua when he divided up the land so the question is why is we have here a bryce that lists five or five or six more takonas why are they not mentioned in the initial bryce that lists that there were only Ten, right? So it says, So the simple answer is that list of ten was unanimous. It's not. There's no name attributed to it because everybody, the Chachamim, everybody agreed that these were from Yeshua. The list that we just brought now, the five or the four, or five or the six of these cases, are all enlisted in individual opinions. They were not the as some. It was not the unanimous opinion by everybody. It was just. The, the minority opinion quoting it. And therefore, the Bryce doesn't list those takonas that were given over by, in Masora by individuals. Only those takonas that was unanimous were listed. So that's the way to avoid these questions. But the Gemara... Like the stipulation of Tanai has the same degree of enforcement as Halakha? What is it Tanai as such? Like legally? A, the base didn't confer, do it. Whether it's only a Dinder Abonin or it's a, it doesn't have a Dinder of a Daraisa, but... You, they, they enf- it's enforced by based in. Alright, so says the Gemara like this. Vaha, it might even have a din of a derisa because if it's a legally binding thing when you make a uh, condition that's accepted, then that's the din, that's the halacha. I mean, it doesn't even become, it's not, a, it's a, you, do, you make an agreement to someone, I'm going to give you this on condition you do something. You, it's not just that you rabbinically have to do it. That's, that's the requirement, that it's a, a, full, a full requirement to do it. So it says more like this. What about there's another enactment said when uh, you, you, when when uh, from the, in the name of Yeshua when he divided up the land and in this case you're not going to be able to say well the Brisa left it out because it's not mentioning something in the name of an individual and the reason why you can't say it is because these that we were to bring down the couple we're going to bring down now were Amor, said by Amoroyim now if it's said by Amoroyim you can't give the answer the Tana didn't. Uh, included because with a das yochid there it's actually a kasha because an amora cannot argue with a brisa so therefore if the brisa doesn't list it then how can the amora say that this is also a takana that was given to us by Yeshua the Gemara should said to I it's a tayufta the brisa doesn't say it and amora can't argue the brisa what we asked before was another brisa you could say one brisa list these in, in different Tanoim's names and the Atana didn't want to list things that were in individual names. But you can't answer it if it's something it's a memra that is being said over in the name of an Amora, then you can't give that same answer. Right? Everyone understand that. So what is it like this? Rabin when Rabin came from whether it's your tree, the Allah is a person has a fruit bearing tree that bears fruit, he brings the fruit to Eretz Yisrael, and he also he makes a uh, 
uh, for the Bikurim, and he makes a special, there's a special announcement that has to make that Akurus Boruch has blessed him with fruit and with land, and even if the tree is leaning into his neighbor's field, that also allows him to say, we still view it as his tree, that he's able to, uh, to make the declaration of, uh, uh, he's still able to do it. And also, whether it's a tree that is close to the boundary, it was 16 amas of the boundary, there are opinions that say that any tree that's within 16 amas of your neighbor, the roots are nurturing from your neighbor's soil. And therefore, it's actually like, almost like stealing. It's not your, it's your tree, you're not, you're supposed to distance it away, and therefore it's not really your, the tree that he's nurturing from your land. It's really the tree that's nurturing from his land, and therefore you wouldn't be able to bring Bikurim on such a tree, because it's not from your land. But Rabbi Yochanan disagrees. Rabbi Yochanan says, maybe the Korah. You can still bring the Bikurim, and you can uh, make the announcement, you can read the declaration of the Psukim, because it is considered to be your tree. Because that's one of the conditions that Yeshua divided up the land of Eretz Yisrael, that for these cases, where your tree leads into the neighbor's field, or your tree is close to the neighbor, uh, 16 Amas, you can still bring Bikurim and read. So therefore, the question is, how could Rabbi Yochanan say that these Atanoim of Yeshua, when the Brisa, supposedly the Brisa lists these ten, and it does not include the couple that, that, that Rabbi Yochanan just said. So Gemara says that it's a mistake. We thought, Gemara takes a new, a, new, a new direction here. We thought that that list of ten, right, when we started in yesterday's Dab, that there are ten, ta, uh, ten uh, 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 Takanas enactments that were made it by, by Yeshua when he divided the land. It's not a Tanaic statement. It was not said by a Tana. It was actually said by an Amora. There's an Amora who lists that, uh, that he has these ten that uh, he's aware of that were given. And Rashi says, and that Amora, as we're going to see, is of Shuban Levi, who disagrees with Rabbi Yochanan. So he left out the two that Rabbi Yochanan mentioned because he disagrees with Rabbi Yochanan. It's not a Kasha anymore on Rabbi Yochanan because it's not a Brisa. It's a Memra. And therefore, that's, that's, uh, that's not a problem. It's it like this. So, who is the author of that statement of the ten stipulations that Yeshua stipulated when they divided up the land? It was Rabbi Shua ben Levi here. It's Amor, Rabbi Shua ben Levi. He taught this that we just said now. That was said in the name of Shua ben Levi, those ten takanas, that actually he, he learned it explicitly. Rabbi Tanchum Rabrais. The two Amoraim, Ratan Chorbais, Amri Mishum Zakan Echad, said in the name of an, uh, a certain elderly scholar, Umanu, and who was that? That was Yeshua ben Levi. Asura Tanoyim, Hitna Yeshua, that there, Yeshua ben Levi taught there were ten enactments that uh, were stipulated by Yeshua. So you see, it's an, a, it was not a Brisa in the name of Atana, but actually it's an Amoraic statement known as a Memra that was said over in the name of Yeshua, Yeshua ben Levi. Okay. Zogmar Vaita, once we're dealing with listing these lists of, of ten enactments, ten stipulations, the Gemara brings down Asara Takanos, Tika, and Ezra, 
There were ten takonas that were enacted by Ezra Sofer. Ezra Sofer came up with the Jews at the beginning of the second base Amigdash to build the second base Amigdash. So therefore, what are the ten takonas of Ezra? One is Shekorim B'Minchas B'Shabbos. We're going to list them again like yesterday, all ten, then go back and explain them. One is that you do Shalani and Chris Torah by Shabbos Mincha. Number two, Bekorim B'Sheni B'Chamishi. I don't know if that's because they're, they're together, probably one. Bekorim B'Sheni B'Chamishi and you read on a Monday and Thursday. Bekorim B'Sheni B'Chamishi and you also adjudicate based in, uh, uh, convene on a Monday or Thursday. Bekorim B'Chamishi B'Shabbos on Thursdays they would do laundry. Bekorim Shum B'Erev Shabbos and on Friday night they would eat, uh, you should eat garlic. When a woman has to bake, she should bake very early in the day. Get up early to bake. The woman has to wear some type of uh, undergarment, a certain undergarment, right? She says like boxers, like shorts. They would wear, we'll see why. And a woman before going to the mikvah should, Rashi learns, comb her hair before she goes into the mikvah. Other learning shampoo her hair before she goes into the mikvah. And and peddlers who sell um, uh, perfume should uh, circulate throughout the Jewish cities. And the last one was he established that anyone that's had a seminal emission, anyone has had relations with his wife, should go to the mikvah. Now, let's break them down. <coughs> that they should read The reason to do that is because of the Yosha Kronos. Now, Rashi learns it means storekeepers. The storekeepers were not able to go to the Kriya Torah Monday and Thursday because they had to go work and open their stores. So they wanted to give them an additional time to be able to hear Kriya Torah. So they established... Uh, Shabbos Mincha, that's another time they can hear Kriya Satora B'Tzibur. The other Rishonim, the Meiri, I think the other Rishonim learned that that's not Pshat. They learned Pshat is, Yosheva Kronos means, is Yosheva Kronos like people that sit and do nothing. They idle, like hang out in the bar. That because of a long Shabbos, if there was nothing drawing people back to Shul, then people would get into all kinds of trouble and do things they shouldn't be doing. So they created a Kriya Torah Shabbos afternoon that you know you have to get back to Shul to Kriya Torah Shabbos afternoon. This way will keep people from doing things that they should not be doing. And that they should read the Kriya uh, Torah on the Monday and on a Thursday. Ezra Tikkun, was that Ezra established Kriya Torah Monday and Thursday? Vami Karahu, that's a much earlier decree. Vami Karahu, Miskanot was decreed. The sign you learned in a Bryce, I think it's a Bryce of Beshalach. After we got out of the Kriya, we came out of the Yamsuf, it says, Vayel Chushloshes Yamim Bamidbar. And they went three days in the desert. And they could not find any water to drink. Darshir Shumas Amru. Those who are careful in uh, expounding the difficult parts of the Torah. I- explain that Ein Mayim, that this is allegoric, it's not figure, uh, it's only, uh, it's an allegory. Because Ein Mayim Ela Torah means they went three days without studying Torah. Shadema Hoikol Samilachul Mayim. That when uh, all those who are thirsty, they thirst for spirituality, they thirst for Torah, they should go drink water. What means, since they went three days without Torah, without Torah, Nilu, they became wary, their spiritual defenses became lessened. They were now more susceptible to the Yetzirah. So, Amdu Nevi'im Shabbeinayim, so the Nevi'im of that time, Rashi, uh, uh, some Rishonim learned it means that it's the generation of the Nevi'im after Moshe Rabbeinu. The Rambam learns it's referring to Moshe Rabbeinu himself 
enacted this particular takana. They established for them that they should do the first Kriya of the week should be Shabbos day. And then the second, they should wait one day, Sunday, they can go without, without Krisa Torah. The Korim Bashani, then you do again a Krisa Torah on Monday. Then you go Tuesday, Wednesday, again without a Krisa Torah. The Korim Bashani, and then you read again on the Thursday. And then for Mavsikin, then one day, there's a one day break again for Friday. And there you go, it is never three days intermission without Torah. So the Shaila is, how could you say Ezra was Masakin? The Kriya Torah of Monday and Thursday, it dates all the way back to Moshe Rabbeinu that they would read on a Monday and a Thursday. Sigmar says, Initially, all you needed to do to fulfill the Takon is one Aliyah with three Psukim. Or three aliyahs or three psukim. That with the number three would correspond to the concept of Karnim Levim Yisraelim. However, also who came along Ezra, what was he Masakin? Tikent Loza Gavri, that you have to have three aliyahs. Vasorab Suki, and you have to have ten psukim. One of the three have to be at least, well, three aliyahs has to be at least four psukim. Keneged Asorab Batlonim, corresponding to the, the ten Batlonim. What does the ten Batlonim mean? So, a bot- botlin means a person that's not working. But, Dra- but Rashi explains, and before we expand it even more, is that every community, every large co- community, is considered a community only if you have these ten botlinim. There were ten people that were hired, paid by the community, to do communal service. Some go as far as saying as it was the school teacher, it was the, the, the gabba, it was the shamas, but all ten of them had to be available by every minion to make sure that you never had a minion, you never had a davening without being able to find a minion. So that, that's these ten batlonim. So Ezra Masaka and the correspondent, this notion was already put into play that you have to have these ten by the fact that he needed, he wanted ten, that it should be done with ten psukim, that, that shows they are correspondent. But that's what Ezra's Masakin, three Aliyah's ten psukim, that did not exist from the times of Moses. Why that name? <coughs> to do, uh, community service. We, we've, ta- we've taken it on as a pejorative, but it's, that's not the initial statement of being the, uh, but London means they were, they were not having to go and do other forms of work, so they're available for the, for the, for, for the community. Vidan in Vesheni Vichamishi, that the courts would convene on a Monday and Thursday. Because that's when everyone came to town to listen to Krisa Torah. It made sense that that's also when people are already there, that's when you convene so people can come to adjudicate their cases. They should wash their laundry on a Thursday. So you'll have clean clothing going into Shabbos. I guess. For two reasons. Why don't they just make the laundry day on Friday? So number one, I guess the laundry has to dry. Right? And I guess number two, also Friday they're so busy with all the other preparations that it would not be enough time to do it. So Thursday was laundry day. On Friday night they should eat garlic. Mishum Ona. Because of Ona, there was a time for uh, conjugal uh, rela- the, the, the relations between a man and a wife, primarily, especially by Tamir HaChomim, was Friday night. And therefore, what the effect of the garlic was, it was Mar Bezera. It had an impact on the semen. It made the possibility of, con- of conception greater. 
So that's why they granted Stavka Friday night when the because the effect of the garlic is the Marvazera. That's why they wanted them to eat garlic Friday night. So Mishum Ona because of Ona because that's when the time of a man having relations with his wife is. Uh, at least specifically, for, especially for Tamar Chachamim, Tichsev Asher Pira Yitain Beito that there's a bracha that the fruit will be given in its right time. So this is to ensure conception, so that you're going to have the fruit being given in its right time. That what is Shabbos? If you want the fruit to be given on time, that's the term referring to those people the Tamir Chachamim that have relations from one on one from one Friday night. To another Friday night. It means to be only on Friday nights that you want to also be Marba Onik Shabbos. It's a time for pleasure. So that is also the time why it was established after Friday nights. Vaiter. Tan Rabbonin. Chamishadvarim Nerim Bashum. There are five uh, char- characteristics that were attributed to garlic. Mazbiya, it satiates. Mashkin, it warms the body. Matzil Ponim, it radiates one's face, illuminates the face. Marba Zera, it increases the Zera. Vahora Kinim Shabnei Ma'ayim, it kills parasites, things in, within the, in one's intestines. V'yesh Omrim Machnis Ava, it, 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 uh, internalizes love, it creates love. Rashi says that it makes you happy. When people are happy, they, 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 uh, they, they, they exude greater love for one another when they're happy. It makes you happy. And it also removes jealousy. When people are happy, they they love each other and they are not jealous. Must have had good mouthwash. That's where the schnapps came into play. What? Marijuana people say it's still a love, right? Hey, Isha, that a woman get up early to. Why do you have to? Why do you bake early on a baking day? Because the anim used to come in the morning to collect to get food and to get money and you have fresh bread for them so you're able to give them daily or whenever you bake you're able to give them the fresh bread why should a woman wear these special undergarments it says it was modesty right? that protects from sin I guess it's like, almost like a chastity belt or something meaning you know that's another layer that, that, that uh, it, it protects from uh, from sin says the more like this is what do you mean that a woman has to comb her hair according to Rashi and then go to the mikvah? That's not a takon of Ezra. The fact that you're not supposed to have interpositions, you're not supposed to have chatzitzas in the hair, that we know in Torah. The sign we learned in Mayim that it says you have to uh, bathe your flesh in, in the waters of the mikvah before in order to become pure. Now it could have said v'rachatz b'sara. What did it have to say? Es b'sara. The word es is equal, extra. So, from the Pasuk is just mashma that only the flesh, your body, has to go into the mikvah. The espesoro, the word es is teaching you something which is auxiliary, something with an attachment to the body. Es that which is attached, secondary to the body, to teach me that the hair has to go in the mikvah too. So, so what's your chiddush? That you have to make sure that the hair is, is not going to be tangled. And, so, that's, you have a din that you've got to have your hair go in the mikvah too. 
So Amri, the one of the Yeshiva, answered, De Raisel Iyuni. Minat Torah, you can just like uh, do a brief inspection. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to comb. You know, you just do a brief inspection. Right? Dilma, ensure that Miktar, that there's no, it's not knotted, or Inami, Moos, Midi, or that there's nothing disgusting, you know, there's no schmutz stuck in the hair, Mishum Tchatzitza, so that there shouldn't be any interposition. For us, Iyu came along Ezra and Tikka and Chafifa, and he said, that's not enough. You need to have Chafifa, you need to have either combing, or, or shampooing, according to some, before you go into the mikvah. Next, Hakona was Shiyu Rochlin Machzirin Vayoros, that the peddlers should be encouraged to travel from city to city. Mishum Tachshite Noshim, in order to get adornments for the women, uh, perfumes, different women uh, things that were cosmetics, Kadesh La Yizgano Al Baaleyam, in order to make them look uh, beautiful for their husbands that they should not become uh, 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 ugly in the, in the eyes of their husbands. But Tikka and Tvila the Balakirian says that they masakin uh, that a person the Balakiri has to go to the mikvah. Says more again. What do you mean Ezra masakin that? Deiraisahi that is also min haTorah. Tirsiv ishkis seitzam imenu shichva zero. That it says if a person has a similar mission, the pasuk says berachas as besara b'mayim he has to go to the mikvah. Right? Actually, he has to wait until nightfall to be able to eat truma. Also, truma or kachim he has to wait till the next morning bring a carb. Uh, kachim would have to. I don't know if you have to wait till the next morning or not. Anyway, but the point is uh, that that uh, that that Torah, if you you become a baal you have to go to the mikvah. And when it says the truma Torah, you only have to go to the mikvah to eat truma or consume kotshim. Also, who Ezra came along and tiken afilo divrei Torah. That even if a person wants to study Torah, one has to go to the mikvah. You don't have to wait till nightfall, but you need to go to the mikvah the next morning after one had relations with his wife. Has to go to the mikvah in order to study Torah. The Gemara and Brochus told us that this was annulled. This wasn't an accepted. It was just too difficult for people to do. They annulled it that one does not have to go to the mikvah before studying Torah. It's a nice thing to do. There are people that go to the mikvah every day, but nevertheless, this was a Takanas Ezra that wasn't necessarily picked up upon. Again, keeping with the same motif. There were ten things said about, specifically about the city of Jerusalem. A house does not get sold for perpetuity within it. Means like this, is that if you sell a piece of property before the Yovel, the halacha is that at the Yovel, it goes back to its original owner. If you sell a a house within a walled city, you have one year to redeem it. The, the person who sold it has one year to redeem it. If he does not redeem it within that one year, then it becomes the exclusive property of the one who bought it for perpetuity. It doesn't go back by Yovel. Now, even though Yerushalayim is a walled city, but this din does not apply, is that if you sold a house... In Yerushalayim, it does go back by Yovel. We deal with it like an unwalled city. We deal with it like an open area. And there's no din that you lose the house for perpetuity. And we'll see in the Gemara later on what that reason is. So that's, that's number one. Number two, Ein Mevi'a Egla Arufa. You find a dead body and it's closest to Yerushalayim. There is no din of Egla Arufa where you decapitate the calf uh, the, close to the closed city. There's no din of Egla Arufa on Yerushalayim. Ve'nas is Irani Dachas. If the majority of people are serving idols, a city 
has to be destroyed and never rebuilt, that din does not apply to Yerushalayim. If a house has on it certain discolorations that, uh, that the Kohen will look at and see if it's considered to be a Tsaras Habayas, the house has to, has to be, uh, you have to scrape it away, and if not, it gets destroyed. The whole dinim of Nagoyim and Batsim did not apply in Yerushalayim. There's a certain building code. You're not allowed to project beams into the Rabim or create second floor balconies that overhang into Rabim. You see, you're not allowed to do these projections in the Rishus Rabbim, Dafka in the city of Yerushalayim. It's like a building, a zoning code. Venos in Ba'ashpasos. You're not allowed to make garbage dumps. Large garbage dumps cannot be made in Yerushalayim. Venos in Ba'kivshonos. And you're not allowed to make these large furnaces that they used to make pottery with. Can't do in Yerushalayim either. Venos in Ba'ginos Upardesos. You can't make gardens and orchards. You know, the only ones you're allowed to do is, uh, and Rashi learns how to do it, it's a ginas, not plural. Except there was only one garden that they, or orchard that they had was ginas vrodim, the one that produced, uh, roses, shiyumi miyamos nevim arshorim, that that was established from the days of the early nevim. And, and as the Rashi explains, is because they needed for one of the, uh, one of the katoris, was called the kipas hayarden. The Kippasayarden was some type of rose extract. It was called Kippasayarden because roses grew by the Jordan River. They called it the Kippasayarden. So this garden was allowed, this one garden of roses was allowed to stay open in Yerushalayim because they needed to get this specific uh, uh, herb or whatever it is, this extract for the roses to put into the, the Katoris. You don't raise chickens. And you do not allow a body in your shalom. They don't allow the body to stay overnight. They bury it on the same day as the time when the mace was nifter. All right, let's go weiter. A house does not get sold for perpetuity in Yerushalayim. What is the reason for this? And the Gemara is going to say the reason is for this actually is a, is, 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 is a machlokas tanoim which we had in Masechus Megillah. Masechus Megillah we learned that there's a big machlokas. What is the status of Yerushalayim? Is Yerushalayim divided up amongst the tribes? And either Benyamin, Yehuda, they were divided. Each tribe got its own. Or was Yerushalayim like a universal city? It was like, uh, it was everybody was owned it equally, or nobody owned it, basically. <coughs> so therefore, the one going to say, the Tana of this bride so holds that Yerushalayim was not divided amongst the Shvatim. All the Shvatim had rights there. Well, if all the Shvatim had rights there, nothing can really be sold for perpetuity to be owned by one person, because no one owns it. And therefore, like we said, that you weren't allowed to even charge when the, when the Ola Regal we had over there, the Ola Regal came up, they did not charge them rent, because they weren't allowed to charge them rent, for uh, because it wasn't owned necessarily by any one individual. So therefore, it says the more like this. So why is it that it's not sold for per- perpetuity? So because Moses says the bias because it says when you sell a house in a walled city, Ashalochoma that has a wall, let's it will be for perpetuity, Lakona Oso Lidoroso. The one acquired it for all his generations, for all because now it becomes his it becomes his Yerusha. Because Sover and the author of our the holds that can't be in Yerushalayim because Lon is Chalk Yerushalayim Yerushalayim was not divided amongst the tribes. You don't bring an Egla Rufa. All these going to be similar reasons. The Pazik says when you find a corpse, the Adama on the ground, 
Lerishto. It's in the ground close to where Hashem has given you your city to inherit. Since your Shalayim was not inherited, therefore the din of Egla Rufa does not apply there. Okay? Your Shalayim lo yishalka leshvatim. It cannot become an iranidachas. Similar reason, because the pasuk says by iranidachas that it says that when you will hear ba'achas arecha, Asher Hashem lekecha noisen loch la'shev that He has given you, He's given you to own. So when it says again, uh, it's uh, it's not the Yerushalayim lo nischalk leshvatim, not divided amongst the shvatim. It cannot become tombe with too much the garden. Houses don't get sarasa bias. The Bosak says it'll be in the uh, house of the land that you inherit. Well, Yerushalayim is not a house that Yerushalayim is. And you don't protru- make protrusions into the public domain with either beams or balconies. Because we are very careful. Everyone's coming to eat kotshim in Yerushalayim. Everyone's there for the korbonis. Even there, the kohanim are eating truma. So therefore, what you, you can't have these overhangs because if there is a piece of a corpse... I don't know exactly how it got there, but if there's a piece of a corpse under the overhang, anybody walking by will not be aware that they have now become Tome Tumas Mace. And therefore we don't want to proliferate Tumas Mace if we don't create these overhangs in the public domain. Alright. So that's one reason. And the second reason is because we don't want the Ola Regolim who are not familiar with the terrain. If you know uh, your way around a city, so you know when to duck, you know when to move. But somebody who's new to the city does not know to do that. And therefore, if you have all these protrusions coming out into the Shusarabim, the Ola Regolim are going to get damaged, they're going to get hurt, because they're not going to know the way around, and then they won't know to duck. You don't make garbage dumps. Because you have in the garbage dump, you have uh, many of these shrotsim that, that, that proliferate, and when they die, their corpses transmit tumor. And therefore, we don't want to have that in Yerushalayim. You cannot make large furnaces because the smoke blackens the walls, and that we, we want Yerushalayim to be aesthetically pleasing, to be beautiful, and to have soot covering the walls of Yerushalayim that we do not want. You don't make gardens in, 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 or orchards within Yerushalayim. Those are beautiful, why not? Because of the stench. Because gardens, they, when, they, when, they, when, they, when the vegetable, uh, when the vegetation dies, they pile it up, they make a compost, a compo, compo, what do they call it? A compost, uh, heap out of it, and it smells. Also, they have to fertilize it, which also smells, so we don't like the smells that are given off, exuded from these places. We do not want them in Yerushalayim. We don't raise chickens in Yerushalayim. Again, because of Kodshim, chickens peck around in the garbage dumps. They fling around all these Shkotsim and Ramosim and it'll hit people and therefore it'll cause Karbonis people to come Tomei and, 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 and they have to eat in eating Kodshim. Alright. And the fact you can't leave a dead body overnight in Yerushalayim, that's Gemara. That's a tradition. The Rashi says he doesn't have exact reason for it, but that's a tradition in Yerushalayim. They bury, you could have at 3 o'clock in the morning, they're taking somebody out in Yerushalayim to be buried. They don't leave a person till morning. All right. What's that? Except Shabbos Yantav. Actually, I think that you used to even do it on, on, on Shabbos and Yantav too. I think they bury. I think, you know, technically. Ein Megadlin Chazer and Bechol Mokom. 
that you don't raise pigs. Uh, any, in, in, in the, this goes back to the original Sarkonis Ezra, that anywhere a Jew is not allowed to raise pigs, even though it tells us that's the question, is that what do you have to say, Sarkonis Ezra? You're not allowed to be dealing in things that are prohibited. He says, yeah, but you could be doing it, let's say you're doing it to, to make footballs, or you're, doing, you're not doing it for, for, for meat, that for food, then you would be allowed to, uh, but Ezra came along and abolished it completely. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Yeshua. Yeshua came along and abolished that even for no reason should a Jew be raising pigs. Tanu Rabbonon, Keshetzaru Beis Chashmonoi. Now the one is going to give the reason. What's the reason for this? So let me say it outside and we'll see it inside. There was a, in the times of the, the Chashmonoyim, this is the, like the great great grandson of Matisio Cohen Godel. So, they, he had, he had a, uh, a, a great grandson who, uh, I think his name was Yanai. And this Yanai had two sons. Was, was, was it, was it Yanai? I don't know. He had two sons. And, uh, when, when he died, his wife, Salome, was Shlomis, Shlomis took over. And, and she was like, the, 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 had the crown. And when she died, she left it to her oldest son, Hyrcanus. But he had another son whose name was Aristobulus. And this Aristobulus fought Hyrcanus for the crown. And not only that, he petitioned Pompey to come and help him and uh, fight against uh, his brother. And uh, according to the Giris of our mission, Argamar, the, the, the Rabbi Kivager and the Gilean Shatz says that in Menachos it's the opposite. But the way we have it is that you had... Uh, Hurkanus was inside in Yerushalayim, inside the walls of Yerushalayim, and Aristobulus was like a civil war. He was on the outside of Yerushalayim with the troops of Pompeii. And the base of Megdash was still there, it was still functioning. And they used to drop down a basket every day with Shkolim. And the two brothers, the two sides, they all were both from a Yidden, right? They, uh, so they, they wanted the base of Megdash to, 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 to function. And the the, uh, the, out, the 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 troops on the outside would load up the basket, take the money, load it up with a lamb, pull it up, and twice daily they would have the carbon tumid. What happened was there was some elderly man there who was maramas to the troops. He showed them there was some kind of chokmas yavonis using sign language. Is that your guys are fools? That as long as the base amigdash is bringing carbonus twice daily you're not going to be able to breach the walls. And therefore, what they did that next day is they put a pig in the basket. And this pig uh, went up halfway and it stuck its hooves to not allow itself to be pulled up into the walls of Yerushalayim. And the whole basically there was like an earthquake. The uh, Yerushalayim, the whole Eretz Yisrael shook 400 parts by 400 parts. And from that day on, they made a decree Cursed is the man that raises pigs. That's where this this takana came into play. Okay. So Ain Magad Zanrabon, we learned in a Braisa. Shirat Shatsaru Bashmunoizelze when there was a, a siege between the two brothers in from the house of Khashmunoyim. So Ayah Hurkunas Mebafnim, Hurkunas was on the inside, Varistabulus Mibachutz, he was on the outside. Bechol yom each day, mm-hmm. they would lower down a basket full of coins. and they would lower up. They would not. Uh, they would hoist up 
a uh, a a the carbon tummy, the lambs. Hayasham zakenecha. There was an elderly person there. Shayamakir bechachmas yivanis that knew uh, Greek sign language. Va'amar lahen calls mancha oiskin ba'avoid. As long as you're allowing those inside to fulfill the avoda to do the service of the Beisamikdash, they will not be handed over to you. Lemachar, so the next day, they lowered down the, 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 the coins in the basket, they hoisted up for them a pig. When it reached halfway up, it planted its uh, hooves into the... Uh, the, it's in, into the wall. Then his dazer, his shawl, arba mes parsa, alay mes parsa, and the land of Israel shook four hundred parsa by four hundred parsa. And Baozer Shah at that time, Amru, they declared, Aror Haishi Gadol Chazirim, that cursed is the person that raises pigs. Aror Adam Shelamidus Benochachmas Yevonis, and cursed is the person that teaches his son this Greek uh, sign language. And concerning that time period when this siege was going on, because they, they destroyed, the, the, the troops around Yushalayim destroyed a lot of the fields. So therefore, a lot of the fields that were being used for the certain items they needed for korbanas, the flour, the wheat, the barley, that type of stuff was not available right outside Yerushalayim where it normally was. So that's why when we have a brysa that says, Maisa Shabbat Omer Meginos Hatzrifin, that year it says that they had to get the, the Omer, the, the barley offering that's needed for the Omer, it came from the Ginos uh, Hatzrifin, the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the Garden of Huts. It's a place far from Yerushalayim. Veshtei Alechem, and they needed the flour for the Veshtei Alechem that was brought on Shavuos. Mibikas owns Ein Solcher. Why is the Brisa or the, uh, referring to that those, that, that it was a story that they had to get it from there. It's referring to this time period where they weren't able to get it from immediately outside Yerushalayim because the fields had been destroyed by the marauding Truth by the attacking troops. General Mustafa Bey.